Coming up, a travel guide to unique places of myth, legend, and literature. A Manhattan death investigator writes about what that's like. Plus, our distraction of the week. I'm Mel. I'm Dave. This is the Library of Lost Time. When Ken Jennings was on his Jeopardy! winning streak in 2004, I saw every show and became a super fan. Yeah. I was so delighted when he quit his job as a software engineer to become a writer. That just seemed like such a magical career arc to me. Yeah. (laughs) Engineer, go on a game show, win a bunch of money, become a writer. Fantastic. His book, Maphead, is a love letter to the world of weird maps. And Brainiac dives deep into the world of trivia competitions. And I loved both of them. His writing style is conversational and funny, and it never feels like you're seeing his research on the page. It's clear that he's done a lot of research, and then he lived with the information long enough that he can turn it into a story. He has a new book out called 100 Places to See After You Die. It's a guidebook to the afterlife that explores destinations from literature, mythology, and pop culture. It's written in the style of a travel guide with tips for getting the most out of your time in places like Valhalla and Hades. It has suggestions for what you might wear in the palace of the Hindu lord Vishnu. It tells you how to avoid the flesh-eating serpents in the afterlife of the Star Trek Klingons. Yikes. Jennings also visits the Hieronymus Bosch painting The Garden of Earthly Delights, Disneyland rides, and the TV shows Twin Peaks and its spiritual opposite, The Good Place. I would think Friday Night in Valhalla would be pretty great. Off the hook. Yeah. Kirkus says this book is everything you always wanted to know about the afterlife, but were too alive to ask. (laughs) (laughs) Worth noting, if you enjoy audiobooks and want to approximate hanging out with Ken Jennings, he did the narration for his book himself. It's 100 Places to See After You Die by Ken Jennings. Barbara Butcher was the second woman ever hired as a death investigator in the medical examiner's office in Manhattan, and she was the first to last more than three months. Oh, wow. Yeah. That work was gritty and demanding and morbid, and she really enjoyed it. (laughs) She went on to have a 20-year career at the Emmy's office. She would ultimately investigate over 5,000 death scenes and more than 650 homicides. Wow, that's a lot. Those numbers are boggling to me. 650 homicides? Holy cow. She's written a book about the experience. It's called What the Dead Know, Learning About Life as a New York City Death Investigator. This is obviously not a book for everyone. There are a lot of grim stories in here, including details about how the Emmy offices handled 9-11. Oh, that's really sad. Yeah. But many of the reviews I read mentioned the author's dark sense of humor, which I would imagine is a prerequisite for this job, and how honest she is about her own challenges in the field. One reviewer said, quote, reading this book felt like getting to know a new fascinating friend. Oh, that's really nice. Yeah. If you're curious about true crime, this sounds like a heck of a read. It's What the Dead Know, learning about life as a New York City death investigator by Barbara Butcher. And now our distraction of the week. If you love to receive and or look at postcards, I've got a website you need to know about. It's called Post Crossing, and it connects people online to send and receive postcards from all over the globe. 
It's a one-for-one deal. So for every postcard you send, you receive one from another random Postcross member somewhere in the world. I heard about it. I wanted to check it out. So I registered. Yeah. Super easy. You register for free. You create a profile. And then when you're ready to send a postcard, they give you a special ID for your postcard recipient. You put it on the card. You send it. Some time passes. And like magic, you receive a postcard from somewhere. You don't know where. That's fun. Those are the basics of how it works. There are some other fun things you can do. There's an option to do direct swaps. So you can go into the online forums and request a postcard from a specific person or place. You can also set your account to travel mode so that when you're out on the road, you can send postcards to strangers from places that you're visiting. The site also has a pretty sweet blog. It has prompts for things you could write on postcards in case you get a little writer's block. Yep. There are essays about postcard cafes and special stamps and handmade postcards. And there's a calendar of meetups so you can actually meet people in person. Seems like a really good place for people who love stationery. Oh, sure. I learned about postcrossing from one of our fabulous patrons. Thank you, Hope. I went searching on Reddit to see what other people had to say about their experience, and it was overwhelmingly positive. Several people shared stories of meeting their postcard pen pals in person and how much fun that was, including a postcrosser who sent and received 1,500 postcards over the last six years Wow! and traveled to meetups in other states and overseas. They are in it. They are deep in it. Another member did a direct swap with someone, and that evolved into an online weekly book club with four people in four different states. One person said that their favorite postcard included a drawing of a dish from the sender's country along with a recipe. And another said that postcrossing is receiving happiness from strangers. That all seems very nice to me. Yeah, that seems very sweet. The postcrossing site crunches the stats for each member so you can see how many postcards you've gotten from each country and how long it takes for postcards to arrive. Travel time for a postcard to French Polynesia is about 109 days. So three and a half months. I mean, it's got a long way to go, I guess. Yeah. The Czech Republic takes about 25 days, which is better than I expected based on personal experience with Czech mail. (laughs) Germany has the most active postcard senders, followed by the USA. And this was a little surprising to me. Russia. Oh, okay. Okay, two more numbers to close this out. Since 2005... More than 72 million postcards have been exchanged via postcrossing. And as I'm telling you this story right now, there are about 376,000 postcards traveling through the mail. That's fantastic. Visit strongsenseofplace.com slash library to learn more about the books we discussed and to take yourself over to postcrossing.com and start getting some fun stuff in the mail. Thanks for joining us in the Library of Lost Time. Remember to visit your local library and your independent bookstore to lose some time yourself. Stay curious. We'll talk to you soon. 